That's right. It's goodies, everyone. Art Cinema, Fart Cinema, once again, is doing goodies. Yeah, hi. I'm, I'm Nadim. I'm Simon. We, we're releasing this goodie as a one-off, hopefully, because mm-hmm. uh, we messed up the schedule and we need, we need to fill this week's time slot. So Simon is going to introduce us to a film which he recommends. Yeah. The goodies, of course, are, are when we recommend good films instead of our usual customary bad milm, milms. Milms? Milms. <laughs> Well, there's one Milm that Nadim has seen, <laughs> the remake of. I've not seen the remake, I've seen the original, and the original is what I'm recommending today. Uh, Death Race 2000 from 1975. I didn't realise it was as old as that. And there was a remake with Jason Stathmon... B- b- Jason Stathmilm. Yeah. Jason... Did you just call him a dickhead? I don't like him. Jason Statham. Oh, fucking... fucking... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You know, like Jason Statham. Uh, Come on, you kind of look like him. He's just too cool, man. You look like him. Death Race 2000 in the 70s is a Roger Corman-produced film. There's a whole stable of Roger Corman, grindhouse produced B-movie thing that got uh, a kick in itself when Jaws came out because then the juveniles all wanted to watch mainstream movies instead of his cut-rate budget was. So he was like, I, I knew as soon as Jaws came out and then Star Wars, right, I, I, we were in trouble. But <laughs> he went a good decade and a half there uh, catering to the, the juvenile film gore with B-movie kind of uh, sensibilities and low budgets. Death Race 2000 uh, stars David Carradine and Sylvester Stallone. David Carradine being Bill from Kill Bill and Sylvester Stallone being... <laughs> oh, the war. No, I should talk about Rocky and Rambo instead of Judge Dredd, <laughs> of course. Think, I was trying to think of a, uh, of a more obscure role that he was in, but never mind. <laughs> what is the one, the Italian Stallion, the actual porn yeah, Rocky, that he was in? Rocky, not Rocky, fuck. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone from the Italian Stallion. Yeah. Uh, Death Race 2000 is a black, it's, it's kind of a, I don't, is there a genre, is there even a sub-genre of science fiction black comedy Oh. Retro-futurist sport film. <laughs> I don't think so. No, sir. Certainly well, not in the mainstream. Well, there was two... That, Death Race 2000 and Rollerball came out the same year. And Rollerball is a main, as a, a studio film with James Caan in it. I actually thought that John McTiernan had directed the Death Race 2000 remake, but he directed the Rollerball remake in the late 90s. All right, so what's so, Death Race 2000 about, Simon? It's about a bunch of race car drivers who've got really bizarrely souped up futurist cars that have got like spikes and teeth on them and stuff it's uh, a filmed is it not set in a prison? Is that right? no 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 no. oh the, the remake is set in a prison is it? right yeah right okay, looks... oopsie this old one is just quite simply race car drivers driving mental cars that look like they've got mouths and teeth and stuff mm-hmm. and things like that bizarre Colour schemes. Very Mad uh, Max, right? Yes. And they've got a... What's the... What the oh, a navigator. Basically a sidekick in the car next to them as support. So there's this, the racer and their navigator. So they do it in pairs. It's like this podcast. It turns out in the course of the film, and it's not really a twist because it's kind of announced on the poster kind of thing and stuff, that not only is it a racing sport, it's actually a kill as many... <laughs> 
<laughs> Civilians. It's a blood sport. It's a blood sport. You get points. You get more points for killing a woman than a man. You get more points for killing a child than a woman. So you get to kill the audience. You get the most points for killing an elderly person of any gender. <laughs> and at one point, in the, there's a development in this, the film where uh, someone kills an, a, a death race official and they have a little debate on whether or not that should be part of the, you know. I've just had it confirmed. It is now legal to kill death race officials. So now if you're one of the hosts holding a microphone, talking to a camera, at any point a car's just going to come and knock you over because you're now worth 110 points or whatever. Is is it set in the future? Yeah, so it's it's set in the year 2000. Oh, of course, that was a while ago. <laughs> From the perspective of a 1975 person watching this film. What else was I going to say about this That was piece a dumb question, shit? wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Wait, uh, is this a bad film? No, 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 it's a great film, but okay. it's a piece of shit. Okay, okay, I understand. You know, you've got to understand the punk aspect of holding up a piece of shit proudly and going, yeah, and that's what this is, this is about. Okay. Uh, Mad Max, you mentioned, right? Roger Corman, uh, in the, an interview that's included on this DVD that I'm holding proudly like an idiot up to a microphone that can't see it, he's actually taught, uh, they, they tell him about the fact that George Miller for Mad Max and The Road Warrior, the second one, uh, they really looked up to this film as an inspirational thing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Roger Corman does his coy kind of look to the side, kind of sideward, like, okay, well, I'm very proud of my film. I'm very proud of the film that we made. Uh, I do think that Mad Max has an edge over us and stuff like that. You know, so he's doing the humble pie thing. But I actually don't think that you should. I think that this film, you know how you talk about minor work and major work? I think that Death Race 2000 is a major work because it's not just so much the Mad Max thing, but also Paul... Verhoeven's films, Robocop and Starship Troopers, right? I don't know if he watched this film, but the fact that this blueprint of um, really lively, futuristic over TV... Over-the-top gory, o- yeah. Over-the-top gory. And then the, then the TV news person like, reacts to it as if it's this wonderful thing, you know? It's this sort of satirical, cold-blooded kind of vision of the future where someone will die and then the news host will just be like, next up, the weather, you know? <laughs> That, that's something that uh, Death Race 2000 pipped Paul Verhoeven to the post on that one too. So I actually think it's a fairly inspiring piece of work to sit down and watch and get like a, a gist of a real grindhouse breaking of new ground with no budget whatsoever. You yeah, know? I, think, I think it seems to me that, uh, that a lot of the major works are highly derivative of smaller things that came before it and <laughs> are forgotten about. So I don't think many people have heard of Death Race 2000, but many people will have heard of Mad Max. Yeah, and Robocop and Starship Troopers. I mean, I love Mad Max, so I'm going to watch this. But And The Running Man. Even The Running Man is a, an Arnie Schwarzenegger film where it's like a TV show that's also like based around fatalities, earning points and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, another thing to say about it, right? So you know how there's the, the matte painting in cinema history? So there's Hitchcock examples and there's Black Narcissus. You're going to have to explain this. The matte painting is where... There's a portion of the screen that is filmed as normal, and then there's a portion of the screen that is a painting that has been artificially imposed mm. into the screen as background or mm. as as other sort of um, uh, It was like a pre-CGI effect, right? Yeah. Matte painting. Well, Death Race 2000, I remembered it as being a not so much a matte painting as a matte scribbled colouring in pencil drawing thing. Does it look like crap? 
Yeah, but it doesn't actually look as bad as it. I watched this again last night, and it's not scribbly. It's a, it is actually a painting, okay. but it's a painting that's so stupidly fake that it's hilarious. <laughs> See, because I was I watched the original Star Wars not long ago, maybe like last <laughs> week, and the matte painting in that is photorealistic, amazing. A lot of it is so good, and uh, I I. I kind of took it for granted I think yeah but maybe I'll watch this and be like oh it's so funny it cuts it's like oh so the, the, basically what happened is they found a bit of concept art that was lying around it seems and Roger Corman or someone will have had the idea of well we do a matte painting effect using one of those fucking shit drawings <laughs> <laughs> and then they did it and it's so funny uh, also on the topic of doing things crap for humour, right, there's a, a fight scene breaks out between Sly Stallone's character and David Carradine's. And uh, it's hilarious. The music cue, when they just launch into their fight, is a really crap rock band in like a pub or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone's body double looks nothing like him. <laughs> is it so obviously yeah. not him? Yeah. Oh, mate. I need to watch this film. <laughs> So you've got shit music, and wait a minute, is that guy pretending to be Sly Stallone fighting? <laughs> In the film Epic Movie, which is a really, really awful parody film, uh, they take the mick out of that, where um, when two characters fight, both of them turn into chi- like martial art Chinese body doubles, and it's absolutely hilarious, and it's really obvious as well. But that's obviously for comedic effect. <sighs> and the, the characters' names. David Carradine's playing someone called Frankenstein. And all of his fans wear black t-shirts with big white Fs on them. And they want to get killed by... The, the ultimate fandom thing is to get to killed, killed by... by, by... <laughs> well, that's what you're like with Taylor Swift, aren't you? I just want Taylor Swift to kill me. Um... <laughs>